Welcome to Nicole and Noah, our friends podcast. Let's go. Um, this is a very deep, intentional podcast where we talk about whatever the heck we want to because we're friends. And that's it. <laughs> we have a well-written script. Everything to the T. Yeah, that's right. I'm reading this teleprompter right now. It's rolling. And it says, Cole reads, there's a teleprompter right now. Pause. Wow. Amazing. It's rolling. Amazing. The budget for the show is just through the roof. Through all, the roof. All of LifeGate's lasting impact goes to this podcast. <laughs> they believe in it that much. We're still making lasting impact jokes. It's done. It's yes. over. Yes. But it's not done leaving a mark. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, this is episode one. Unfortunately, it was supposed to be episode two. <laughs> and I put in too small of an SD card and uh, we lost our first recording. So, so we got good. about eight minutes of episode one. Eight minutes. Where it was basically just intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about so many things. We talked about Doctor Strange. Yep. We talked about... Um, Marvel movies. Marvel movies. We talked about Age of Ultron. We the talked Disney about, Plus shows. Uh-huh. So much of it. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about it again. Maybe yeah. we will. We covered a lot. What do you want to talk about? Right now, Noah, what do you want to know about? What do you want to... Well, I was just telling Cole before we started that the thing that's sweeping the nation right now is the new Kenobi show. And definitely not Stranger Things. That's not sweeping anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stranger anything. Things is... I just finished that last night. Taryn and I just finished so that last many night. mixed feelings about this show. Yeah, no it's it is really good. The one thing I'll say is that show is so well done. But holy yeah. moly, is this season dark? Yeah, and I knew right when I saw the first trailer, I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be <gasps> ooh, this is gonna be testing for quite a bit or like quite a few people." I and I can just see that. Yep, it was um, testing for us. Kylie and I watched it. Watched the first episode. Spoiler alert. We're talking about Stranger Things now. Here we go. Stranger you teed, things, up, you teed up Kenobi, but now we're talking Stranger Things. Yeah. First episode. Spoilers. Potentially. Here we go. Three, two, one. I can't believe Billy died. <laughs> <laughs> That's a season three spoiler. If you haven't Whoops. seen season three of Stranger Things at this point. Yeah, it's too late. It's not three years hey, ago. Hey, what's your, what's your spoiler policy on like when are you, you no longer feel bad about spoiling things? I have a legit policy on it. De- it depends on the movie, okay. truthfully. Because certain stuff, I'm like, were you really concerned about this? Um, so certain movies and shows, I would say, like, for me, it's like six months, depending wow. on the movie. You are generous. Yeah. I would say, depending on the movie. And six months, sometimes it, it depends, because most of my friends will see the movie. Like, the movies I want to see, my yeah. friends want to see. Yeah, so like, fair. So for me, like, I won't publicly say anything online or join in a discussion okay that's fair that's good like in with a wider audience with my friends i'll give it like a week yeah because i'm like okay if you haven't seen the batman or if you haven't seen endgame or if you haven't seen this movie this movie or this movie i'll give you a week because or like if you're like hey i legitimately can't go i'm somewhere and i can't go see it then whatever but um so like a week but usually like greater discussion like online stuff like if I was going to share my opinion on like Instagram or something, yeah, then I that's your like six months. Yeah, I'd wait like six months. That makes sense. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I I was going to say a month, um, but I'm I'm with you actually on the social media things. I'm I'm like if a movie's been out for a month, if shows a show especially, because yeah. it doesn't cost as much. Nope. To go like if you're like oh, I watch this thing on 
I want to see it on Disney Plus, but we don't have Disney Plus. Oh, I guess I better spend 10 bucks this month mm-hmm. versus I'm going to go to the movies where it's way more expensive. Anyways, I give it a month. If yeah. it's been out for a month and you haven't seen it and you are physically around me, I'm not stopping myself from yeah. talking about it. I'll probably ask just to be sure. But like yeah, you said. Yeah, have you seen this? But if you're in like, if you and I are in conversation mm-hmm. and we're talking about, let's say, at this point now, if we're talking about Doctor Strange, it's been out for nearly a month. Yeah. Um, well, no, not even. It's only it's, been out for like two, three weeks. It's close. When I still come out? I still feel it in my body where I'm like, oh, I got to be careful about yeah. what I spoil with that one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because there's some stuff. But now, it for me, also a good a good barometer is when Marvel releases things. Yes. So like when Mar- Marvel releases pictures yep. from like yep. the movie. So like they released, I'm not going to say, well, no, we've already talked about it. But when they release like the, the screenshot of the people who are in the Illuminati... Oh yeah, in in that or like for example, Spider Man No Way Home when they yep. released the renders for all three Spider Men, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, we're yeah. we're good. To, it's we're it's good public now. The other thing is everything shows up on like YouTube and Instagram. Oh, instantly, right away, instantly. That's where like personally, if there's a movie out that I want to see, and I don't want spoilers for it, and I can't see it the night it comes out, I will not be on social media yep. until I go see yep. it because that's just the you worst just never way. <laughs> it's the worst way to have things. I mean, ruined. even going back to Stranger Things a little bit, but last night I went and. Uh, uh, I wanted to know who, uh, spoiler for all of Stranger Things season four, kind of, but not really, it's in the trailer. The main villain of this is called Vecna. Yeah. And I've wanted to know who plays Vecna and who um, voices Vecna, and yeah. I couldn't find anything about it. And if you watch the rest of the season, you'll find it. It's because it's from the upside down, they don't have internet access. So yeah, we, yeah, exactly. It hasn't been posted yet. It's uh, a real person. <laughs> uh, up and coming uh, monster actor. Vecna. Nobody knows him. Vecna. Vecna. Uh, Vecna. Vecna. This Just year's like Mario, Oscar Mario. goes. <laughs> His name is Vecna. 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 Um, but anyways, so I saw something on IGN that was like the actor who plays Vecna comes out about what that was like playing Vecna, and I figured it was like the costume and whatever. Sure. Right away, it's a spoiler alert at the top of the video, wow. and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Not thinking anything of it, and then the first image I see is the person who ends up being Vecna, and I was like. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I was two episodes away from finding this out. <laughs> so I stopped watching the video, but so that was kind of fun. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, from the jump, um, again, this is coming from the perspective of somebody who is like huge into horror movies. I used sure. to love horror sure. movies. Watch, I'd literally watch them by myself. Like I'm a weirdo. You're, that's, I can't, yeah. I'm, I am just you. Keep, you keep going. I keep am a weirdo. Yeah, I am a weirdo. <laughs> um, and so uh, for me, this one it didn't hit any of the super heavy boxes that, like, for example, the movie that shut me off to most horror movies now mm-hmm. was Hereditary. Mm-hmm. That's the movie that like shut it all off for me. That I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's like a spiritual thing, or that just yeah, creeped me out too. Much. Hereditary, both. It creeped me out, but it was also like on a spiritual level because it was so heavily demonic yeah. like so heavily demonic that i had to be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna draw the line here yeah i can handle slasher movies like the halloween movies i i go see those in theaters with my mom because mm-hmm. my mom that whatever side note it's halloween, your mom's the fault. new the new halloween movies are all um follow-ups to the very first halloween movie so they pretended that halloween that came out in 1978 was mm-hmm. the first and then the halloween that came out in 2018 was the sequel to that so halloween Got two it. through resurrection didn't happen sure just erase that so these are follow-ups that my mom saw the original halloween in theaters when she was uh like 
18 or something like that. Yeah. And so I thought it would be cool to go with my mom to see like the sequel to it. So yeah. those I can deal with anything that teeters on like demonic. I just can't deal with. Yeah. In terms of like those horror movies. And so for me, this one, this season of Stranger Things is, like I said, very dark. And yep. episode one, it does not shy away from that. Like nope. towards the end of the episode, it gets heavy. And they're really they're really hitting on like, you know what's funny? Before this came out in the lost episode of Cole and Noah, our friends, yes. we talked about you not playing D&D. We did. Because of the implications of it being demonic. And At that's the time. What, At the time, yes, yes. Yes, yes. There's more there, but. Yes, there's way more there. Um, but, uh, it's funny cause this whole season deals with that. Yeah. Like, and it yeah. develops more as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny that we literally hit on that. And then this show, comes I had out. a friend telling me a, a friend who's like an, I guess an advocate for D and D loves Jesus. And he's like, Hey, I love D and D and here's why it's okay. And he was like, I'm pretty sure this was maybe six, eight months ago. He was like, I'm pretty sure the new stranger things season that's coming is going to lean into the satanic panic of the 80s. And I was like, oh, no. But also, cool, maybe? I don't know. It does. And it did. You can see it right away in the first episode. I'm like, okay, they're going to go there. That's This is, you said it, but it is well written. Like, as far as story and film goes, like, it's really, really good. It's so tempting. Kylie and I were talking about it for like an hour last night. We were like, are we going to keep watching? Are we going to stop? What do we feel like we feel Jesus saying? What, what's our conscious saying? But gosh, we do just want to keep watching it because it's so good. And it's so bad. So it's it's really dark. Um, and this is coming from somebody whose favorite superhero is Batman. So sure. Like, Why didn't Stranger Things turn you off? I truthfully, I I can't really even explain it. Um I think especially once you have the context of the rest of the season, sure. it'll, it'll make more sense right. to you if you guys choose to watch it. If not, we'll right. have another conversation and we can, I can discuss it. Sure. But. We read up on like the wiki of like what's the basic plot for the rest of season yeah, four. Yeah, and so but. for me, it, um, I don't know. I think they, they I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it still feels fantastical to me, almost in the way that Doctor mm-hmm. Strange does, where... They, okay. they hit a lot on the satanic panic, but they never, the main characters with what's happening, it never toes that line for me because mm. there's so many mythical things that happen. Like sure. Vecna is this basically squid monster-esque thing with these tendrils. and Right. So the, the darkest parts for me were the like, the spoilers, I'm not going to say who, but the like death that happened, the deaths that happened, yeah. those are really dark. And it seems very demonic. In that first episode. Yeah. And then in the following episodes, there's some stuff that seems very demonic. But as you go further into the season, it becomes less and less demonic to me personally sure. and becomes more of that season one fantastical uh, mythology type right. story. Yeah. They've done that before where y- you start out feeling like this is almost like a poltergeist movie. Yep, yep, like yep, yep. weird s- spiritual creepy stuff. And then you... I guess air quote realize like yeah. oh no it's just a it's a monster like the the moment I felt that shift with, with season one is when they're like trying to figure out what the heck is this thing and and uh, like what is the demogorgon how does it work and then uh, they they realize oh the thing can like smell blood mm-hmm. it's like a shark and yeah. that instantly I was like okay now we're in sci-fi like now yeah. Yeah. they're hunting a creature 
and it's not now they've shifted out of you thought it was supernatural but now what we're dealing with instead is just yep. like there's a thing that lives in this yep. uh, upside down place and so. that for me is the is the shift that happens that makes it doable so to speak yeah and so yeah that first episode i immediately had it looks like a demon sounds like a demon but it's actually a squid yeah it's it's a squid man who's burnt (laughs) so yeah for me i i think the first episode really gave me a lot of pause because i was like oh uh uh-oh and like yeah the name of their D &D club is the hellfire club right that immediately will give you pause as well a little bit not super bad but you're just like oh are they really gonna dive into it and if you're it, looking for boundaries and reasons to pause, you'll find many. Yeah, and it really, for me, it 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 didn't dive too heavily into it. Like, I would say even, sure. um, I can distance it, but I would say even Doctor Strange toes that line way heavier. Really? Than oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I feel that. And so I think the, the darkest thing about this one is the brutality that they show with these, this specific kind of death. Uh-huh. Um, because for me... It doesn't toe on um, possession. If anything, it toes more along the lines of like the sleep paralysis, which can be a little yes, dark. yes. And so, yes, I think if you guys get past the the first, and this isn't me saying like you should get if, past if, it. But again, Cole and I talked about this in the first episode. If this is something the that lost you episode. you deal with, where it's like this will cause you to stumble or be fearful yeah. and be worried about things like that, then don't watch it. Absolutely, it's I'm 100% saying it's dark. I just in my experience with um, watching things that are that are darker and things like that. This one, as it carried on, gave me less and less pause because it yeah. became more. It just became more of that universe. You and, understand and more of yeah, yeah, yeah. What's and, going on? Who the bad guy that, is? Where in it that came first from. episode, the things that happened. It's just it. It really. This one dives really heavily into the scary nature mm-hmm. of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it plays on that pretty heavily, but it, I truthfully think it gets better and easier to digest in a way. And so I think if you get past that first episode being so grim at the end, yeah. Um, they, they, they hit on some other things. There's a point, uh, this isn't a huge spoiler, but there's a point where there's like a town hall meeting and somebody comes in and is talking about how this is, this is the devil and we're not going to let the devil take over Hawkins and things like that. And then, so it shows kind of the religious zealot almost. He's sure. just like, yeah, this is the devil. And so there's that, but like they don't dive into it. There's no rituals that take place. There's yeah. no um, possession. There's no um, uh, There's no pentagrams. There's nothing sure. dark. There's no heavy symbolism sure. other than um, you could make a case for the upside down being like demonic. Right. And so... Right. But truthfully, I think if you get past it, the thing that really almost threw me off to this season is there's a clip in the trailer, and I don't know if you watch the trailers, but um, where it shows a family going into this house, Mm -hmm. and instantly I was like, oh, great, it's going to be a demon, it's going to be a poltergeist, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be able to watch this season of Stranger Things. But that is not the case at all. Oh, okay. And again, as you watch, you find find that out. Sure, yeah. They really do, it feels very much like they, as the the writers of the show they're showing with the whole satanic panic stuff that like you as the viewer and the characters in the show are thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's, Oh, this is Satan. And then the rest of the story is basically them saying, actually it's not looks like it, but it's not as a story. That's the story. It feels like they're trying to 
to write or elements of the story they're trying to write, which doesn't justify saying like, oh, so you should be able to watch it, no problem. Right now, Kylie and I are in a spot where we're like, no, we need to, because it affect the first episode took us by such surprise, mm-hmm. and then we pressed on through most of the second episode, and then started getting to a scene in the second episode. We were both just like, we don't want to watch what happens here because mm-hmm. of what happened in the first one. So, what uh, what scene? Um, describe it, and you don't have to spoil it. Oh, how can I describe it? Possible spoilers ahead. Is it? With, <laughs> it's when it with Nancy and Fred. Yeah, and okay. with the clock, and yes, then you're like, okay, this is happening, and I don't. I, I'm I'm trying to pick up cues, and I'm like, okay, she's over here, he's over there. So yeah, clock now, it's dark. He'd been there for a while. I don't think he's getting out of this one. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to watch the rest of this. you will see if you <laughs> if you press on, and I'm not going to say who or what, but you'll see that death sequence four or five more times. Dang. And so, if you can. If you know it's coming and you turn away, there's no, nothing important around that sure. other than you just see it happen. Sure. So there's not like a flash between stuff. Yeah. You'll see it happen and then it's done. Yeah. So if that's the thing that's giving you pause, it sounds like I'm trying to sell the show. But I just, <laughs> it, it is really such a good story and it's such a compelling story that like it really sets you up to where you're like, oh dang, I have to wait to finish this season. Yeah, yeah. And they leave so many loose threads that they're like oh what's gonna Ooh, happen in july what am i having next and so yeah. um if that's the thing that's giving you the most pause i think if you just press on you, you i don't know you sure. don't you don't have to for sure you can that, that those scenes you can easily like mute your you tv and look away and, and then unmute it and yeah. then you're you're set you can like, go into it going and this person's dead <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna exactly, this exactly. And they those scenes don't really add much other than you see that that person dies. Right. And that's it. They're there for um, the scare. And so yeah, I I We're we're total opposites there where like I I'm not a horror movie person. I did mm-hmm. not grow up that way. My sister kind of did and I would watch a little bit. My mom a little bit too um cuz I remember they watched Poltergeist when I was like 7, I think. And I that was the moment. Dude, that would ruin <laughs> like, me. Oh, yeah. I think it did ruin me. Because after that, I had so much intrigue about horror movies mm. and so much fear about them. Like, yep. I could not get them out of my head after seeing even little bits of it. Yeah. And I'm still that way. Like, I'm still... We watched episode one. I was Stuck like, I feel luck. Like, let's pray. And then we're getting ready for bed. And I'm lying in bed. My eyes are wide awake. Yeah. And I'm like... Uh, See, I think that's where even like my anxiety possibly started was I distinctly remember being at my grandma's house uh, middle of the day and just flipping through channels. And I saw uh, I remember it was either the it was the USA Network. I can even remember that USA. Um, And this is when I was like five or six Uh and I was flipping through channels and popped on uh, the USA Network. And I remember it was Child's Play 3. And, Never um, heard of that. Yeah, it's Chucky. If you know who Chucky is, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I distinctly remember seeing that movie and just being transfixed and watching it. And then my grandma was like, "No, we're not going to watch that." And then turned it away. And then I turned it back, and she didn't think anything of it because it just looked like a boy playing with a doll. Mm-hmm. And then I distinctly remember like seeing all the stuff that happens with Chucky and just being mortified. And then yep. I don't know if it was that week or the next week, but I remember distinctly, and it's it was this traumatizing that I can tell you in detail the dreams the nightmares that i had about that movie. wow because every night for the next week or later 
maybe two weeks later. I don't remember when it was. I can't remember that timeline, but I can remember every night for that week, I had the same dream and it got longer every night. Dude. And so every night that dream would get longer and scarier. Yeah. And then finally it went away and it was fine. But I can tell you exactly beat for beat that dream that I had. And like awful. And from that moment, I think that's legitimately, I think that's where like my anxiety started was in that moment at like five or six years old. Yep. And so for me, I've been, I've been the same. And so I think for me watching horror movies, it was like my way to like sit and like cope with (laughs) with that anxiety is I was just like, like, well, I'm already fearful of everything. Let's just add a little bit more. (laughs) And so, yeah, that makes me so sad for young Noah. Yep. But I've dealt with it. And I think again, this is kind of random, but I, I really do think God has been kind enough to even like show me, Hey, this is potentially where this started. Cause I, Oh yeah. I didn't have a bad upbringing with my parents and I didn't really have anywhere where that would have started or anything where sure. they would like make me worry about anything. Sure. Um, I can't be sure, but that's genuinely where I think that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Started, so. You know, it's not terrifying. Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Kenobi makes me feel good. Okay. Obi-Wan help. looks closely like Jesus. Pretty he, terrifying. He does. That's not an accident. Well, white Jesus. Anyways. Yeah. White Jesus. Yeah. The real Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we just want you to know that Cole said a joke there. That was a joke. Yeah. Trigger. Was, trigger slash spoiler warning. Comedy warning. That was a joke. Um. What's your? Who are you when it comes to Star Wars, Noah? Are you a I, fan? I actually don't know this. About so you. what's super funny is I used to love Star Wars as a kid, but it was mainly because of the toys. Mm. So again, I can distinctly remember a toy that I hunted for as a kid. And when I found it, it was my Holy grail figure. Yeah. And it was an Anakin Skywalker from attack of the clones. Yep. And he what a had, movie. He had two lightsabers. This toy didn't oh, just come with one, but he came with this two. is the Anakin who chops off Dooku's head. Yes. So he came with two lightsabers. And I remember being distraught one time. Cause at the time you could actually take the saber or the light out yeah. of the saber and like swap them. I think I remember these. And so I lost one of those at yeah. one point and I was devastated. Cause yep. it, and it was, shouldn't have mattered because I had another Anakin Skywalker toy, but it wasn't as cool because it was less posable. Mm-hmm. So that one, mm-hmm. uh, one of the arms was stiff because it had a lightsaber built into the arm that you would slide up. Yep. And so that was, but I remember distinctly, I loved the toys. I had a ton of the Star Wars toys and I would, I would buy them all the time and I'd see the movies like I saw phantom menace in theaters i saw attack of the clones in theaters I saw revenge of the sith in theaters um i saw all those in theaters i've seen all the recent star wars in theaters except for rogue one i didn't see rogue one because dang that's too bad because rogue one is actually pretty good my, well you keep talking i'll yeah, share my i haven't later. seen rogue one or solo because again i just i don't really care about side stories sure um, sure i didn't play force unleashed i obviously oh, much like every man, child who grew up one. in the early 2000s loved star wars battlefront 2 Yes. Like, because that's yes. easily one of the best bloop, bloop, bloop. games like that. And uh, I would play other Star I remember I played other Star Wars games growing up as well. I played the Phantom Menace game, which wasn't oh, awesome, not. but it was it was cool sure. at the time. Um, But yeah, so Star Wars for me is just like, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I will usually see the movies because they are just such... <clears throat> There are such moments in time when those movies come yeah, out. Yeah, When those movies come out. Goodness. When those movies comes out. Yeah, when the movies comes out. <laughs> those ones. Um, and I'll see them. But I truthfully, I don't think I've ever seen New Hope. I really don't. I've definitely seen wow. um, 
I think I've seen Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure I've seen it in its oh, entirety man. at least. And then uh, what's the last one? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Is that Re- it? Return of the King. Ret- yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I, I legitimately don't remember. But I don't know if I've ever seen New Hope. I think I've seen the other two of the first trilogy. Um, but yeah, Star Wars for me is just kind of like you can take it or leave it kind of thing. Sure. It's just one sure. fandom that I've never been like super gung-ho in. Obviously, as a yeah. kid, I liked it. But that's just because I love toys. Like, sure. I would... I'd have my wrestling toys. I'd have my superhero toys. I'd have my GI Joes. I'd have like all of these different action figures that I would have. And yeah. I just have like, buckets of them at my yeah. parents' house. And so um, I just loved toys and like what better toys are there than like Star Wars toys and things like that. So yeah, that makes um, sense. And so for me, Kenobi has been one that's been interesting just for the Kenobi. prospect of um, <clears throat> Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. coming back. I think mm-hmm. that's super cool. Um, but again, it almost falls in line with like the the Black Widow movie situation for me. Really, where I'm, I like have a hard time caring because I'm like, I know how his story ends. My heart hurts that you just compared Obi Wan Kenobi to Black Widow, and I no, love only, Black Widow, but only in the way that the movie, like, and obviously they would have never been able to do a Kenobi TV series, sure. without Disney Plus. So sure. it makes sense when it's coming out. Black Widow totally had legitimately no excuse. Other than stupid Hollywood execs being like, a woman-led movie? That can't make money, right? <laughs> it's like, you're dumb. You should have released this after Civil War. <laughs> like, come on. It's just, yeah. So anyway, that's a whole other can of worms. Sure. But so Kenobi for me, it's it's harder for me because like I know how mm. his story ends already. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, that's true. I really care. But I know there's a lot of in-between. And Star Wars lore is so much more than like, the the nine movies that have come yes. out with the supplemental yes. movies of the other two and stuff like that and so there's so much more with books and video games that are canon clone war series the especially. clone war series being canon and all of these things being canon because like mandalorian i still haven't even watched you haven't watched the mandalorian haven't seen a single episode no one book of boba fett oh my well that's okay yeah. that one's so yeah i haven't seen a single mandalorian oh episode. my like, gosh i again, can't believe it's just, it it's just like i I can't believe it. the the supplemental stuff. I just I haven't seen and Kenobi is making a case for me to watch it. And the Mandalorian has always like been one that I've like wanted to watch, but I not yeah. really wanted to watch, but been like, oh, should I? Yeah. Shouldn't I? Yeah. Will I? Won't I? Kind of thing. And so it's not a bad thing. Like I'm not anti Star Wars. I just think, meh. The, meh. You know what I mean? Sure, that's and fair. like chances are realistically, I don't think my wife would really want to watch those shows with me, and so I'd just be <laughs> watching them alone. So trying to find time when I like. Want to watch those and not other things that I want to watch is yeah yeah that's hard that's fair I have respect for the person who's like Star Wars is just kind of meh because it for all intents and purposes I think that's how most people should react when they see Star Wars it's like it's yeah yeah it's meh if you see it as a kid it's like magical yeah that's really cool um I wasn't like a diehard Star Wars fan I saw all the prequels when I was a kid I thought that was cool because I had like my parents were like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is neat. I had an uncle who was like, Star Wars is super cool. And it was just like, culturally, yeah. you understand it's a Star phenomenon. Wars is a thing. Yeah. Um, and you want to you want to be a part of it. Um, so, People I, who have never seen the movies confuse me. Yeah, a little I bit. I mean, I get that. And it's probably the same way you reacted with Mandalorian and that stuff. Like, you're like, That makes me so sad. Excuse Well, because again, it's just like, why wouldn't I? Like, I have access to it. Why wouldn't Why I? wouldn't you watch it? Why but, wouldn't you watch anyways, a good sorry. TV show? The thing that I, I've become, as an adult, I've become a Star Wars fan more and more. It was cool when I was a kid. 
Um, but the prequel movies were like not that great and people dumped on them a lot when I was a teenager. And then, you know, I didn't rewatch the originals. And then for some reason, somewhere along the way, it just like started getting, Oh, you know what it was? It was the new sequels when it was like, Disney's going to be making episodes uh, seven, eight and nine. And we were like, Oh, these could be cool. These could be really, really cool. And then I started really getting into it. That's when, and the clone Wars series came out when I was younger but I never watched it all the way through and I had plenty of people saying, you need to go rewatch those because they are actually really great for yeah. story. And that's when I got, um, Kylie and I, when COVID hit, we blitzed through mm-hmm. the Clone Wars series and uh, that I think changed, really changed my fandom for uh, Star Wars. Because I actually really love the stories now. The movies on their own are not uh, that, like I wouldn't be like, that's a movie you just gotta see. It's yeah. more like culturally, you don't want to miss out on this. This is actually pretty cool. And the stories that they're writing, the meanings that they're trying to like hide inside the narrative. And I'm a huge narrative guy. I love narrative. Um, are really, really cool, really compelling. The stuff with the prequels that like, unfortunately didn't get communicated and delivered very well are actually really compelling. Like the issue with like, like Qui-Gon and Dave Filoni talks about this. Um, Dave Filoni's awesome. So is John Favreau and they get it. They just get it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they there you can find Dave Filoni talking about the issue with like the big deal between Qui-Gon and Anakin versus Obi-Wan and Anakin is Obi-Wan needs a father and he loses him in Qui-Gon and instead he gets Obi-Wan who doesn't necessarily even want to train him doesn't totally believe in him doesn't see what Qui-Gon sees in him and that's why that fight between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn is like the duel of the fates Mm. because if Qui-Gon wins Anakin doesn't basically doesn't end up being what we all know he's going to become yeah but if Qui-Gon loses then he will because Obi-Wan is not like the father that he needs which Mm. is why it's a big deal when Obi-Wan like episode three he cuts him down and he's like you are my brother right but he needed more than that. He needed more than and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I've never heard any of never, There's so much, dude. There's so much in, in See, Star Wars. See, the way Wars. you're talking about this is the way I talk about Batman. Yeah, that's, that's true. Another can of worms. That is another can of worms. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a ton of, of meaning and narrative stuff that's so cool with Star Wars. It gets missed because it's not necessarily uh, like the movies. Are, I don't think we're totally directed and written the greatest, especially episode two. That movie is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. But now with Kenobi, Kenobi sand. was sand. Uh, with Kenobi, I loved Kenobi. He was my favorite. Now I'm really excited about the Kenobi series because the more after you go back and like you watch Clone Wars, you rewatch the prequels as an adult, you realize the Jedi Order is like super messed up. It's got a ton of problems and really misdirected Anakin quite a bit. Qui-Gon Jinn represented some opposition to that because Qui-Gon was like, and Obi-Wan talks about it too. Qui-Gon's like not on the Jedi council because he doesn't see eye to eye on everything with Jedi. And Obi-Wan's like, why do you like, why, why are you the way that you are? They'd put you on the council. Don't you want to be on the council? And you, you can tell that he doesn't. And he's the different that Anakin kind of is also. And why that matchup would have worked really, really well. Anakin gets really messed up with the Jedi council. When you introduce Ahsoka Tano and the clone wars, like you see a lot of that dynamic as well. You just see the building of Anakin isn't just a guy who turned evil. Anakin is a guy who 
is pushed further towards evil because of the like the failings of the Jedi Order and because of the the dysfunction of the Jedi Order. And Obi Wan represents a lot of it too. He's really harsh towards Anakin. He's really um, he's he's really critical of him and doesn't know how to like like approve of him. You ne- you never see Obi Wan being like endearing towards Anakin, being like I'm proud of you, whatever and it you can see it feeding into him like i just i just want to do enough i just want to be good enough kind of a thing right so now you have a whole series where obi-wan has to deal with the fact that he's failed the master that he loves qui-gon jinn because qui-gon said promise me you'll train the boy he's failed qui-gon jinn he's failed his friend slash brother anakin right he's failed like the jedi have just failed because the empire just took over everything and now his own like master yoda who's still alive was like you got to watch after the boy but the boy's family wants nothing to do with the jedi by the boy we mean luke skywalker right he's like i gotta watch over luke skywalker but luke's family are like the jedi are done they're gone and we hate them so like leave us alone so obi-wan's like this character who's like gotta wrestle with who am i and what have i done and is is this okay and who will i be and then realizing anakin is actually not dead he's vader oh my gosh like it's it's his development as a character that we've never gotten to see post episode three that's why i'm so pumped about kenobi because i just want to see him post the fallen you know jedi order and how he develops into old ben and what he has to wrestle with 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 his own internal conflict when he reconfronts vader because we know that's gonna happen i would love to see ahsoka show up sometime because mm-hmm. i just love live action ahsoka anytime so those are my thoughts and feelings i love i love star wars and i love obi-wan and i'm so excited for more episodes are they going to do the traditional Disney Plus thing and do like six episodes or is there more? I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, I don't actually check those very often. I just like to go along for the ride. You know, I just like to watch yeah. and try to figure things out along the way. I like to feel out like how close are we to the end. Ooh. I think yeah, that's true. We're, we're getting there. I think the TV shows are pretty good at um, kind of telegraphing when the end is, whereas yeah. like movies sometimes... You're like, oh, this is the end. And then it like spikes back up and you're like, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I got surprised uh, when I had COVID last year, year and a half ago, after that summer camp when we all got... uh, COVID camp. COVID camp. Woof. Um, I was miserable. That Delta variant kicked my butt, dude. Um, But I watched through... Did you ever watch uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender? Mm -mm. Okay. So I finally watched it because all my friends are like, you need to watch it. It's great. And it was, it was really great. And then I started watching, um, oh gosh, whatever the next Avatar is with what's her bucket. If you're wondering yeah. whether or not it's as good as the first, clearly not because you can tell. <laughs> I'm just like struggling to remember all of it. Reason I bring it up, the first Airbender, a season had like anywhere from like 18 to 20 something episodes in it, right? The n- the next ones that they did, they were like maybe 10 or 12, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And I was not expecting that. So I'm watching it and I, I feel like, oh, we're at the midway point and there's a bunch of tension being built in the narrative. People are losing powers and the bad guy's like really bad and all this stuff. And I'm like, how are they going to resolve all this? And then it gets resolved, all of it, in the like next episode because that's the finale. And I was like, oh, I thought we were halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like so much more. It's like building, like you're climbing a roller coaster, and then it drops, but like only five feet, yeah. and that's the end of the ride. You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, oh, we're done. It's the rising wow. action, conflict solution. <laughs> yeah. Instead of climax, it was like climb me, climb me, climb me. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So. I've never seen that. I've never seen Avatar. Airbender. There are certain. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've actually never seen the blue Avatar. Either. You haven't seen the blue Avatar nope. either. Nope. Are you interested in the new blue Avatar? No. 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 Wow. No. I can't sell you on that one. Actually, I really can't. No, I don't. I don't think anybody will be able to truthfully. And now at this point, it's almost like I'm just holding out. <laughs> I'm like I, re- I refuse. I will not see your movie. I will not see your blue people. Yeah. I've, there are people out there who hate that movie. I don't understand why yet, because I've only been around people who loved it. Mm. But the only reason I loved it was because it was just, whoa, when it came out. Yeah. Visually, it was yeah. like, whoa. That's the, usually what James Cameron does, though. Yeah. And now, like, that was however many years ago? 2015? 2008. That was a while ago. It's still a cool-looking movie, um, and it's got some neat sci-fi stuff in it, but mm-hmm. the plot is nothing that makes you go... Yeah whoa you know and sci-fi tends to be a harder sell for me i held out on watching stranger things because i oh. started it and i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be a horror tv show this is gonna be sure good. and then all of a sudden it was it felt like aliens is what i initially thought and i was like yep nope and oh, so no. i waited i waited a month to watch the first season of stranger things until mm. all the reviews came out and then i went okay well maybe there's something here and mm. then i watched it and i was like wow i was so wrong and i think the tie for me is always sci-fi meeting something else sure i need something else to happen yeah but pure sci-fi can be really really dry well because pure sci-fi needs nothing is ever purely just one thing like pure drama is soap opera or reality tv true True sci-fi is just really dry ripley's believe it or not believe it it's all the shows on the sci-fi channel that nobody likes to watch (laughs) So, but when you mix sci-fi with like, oh, we've got some really compelling characters, there's some drama here, there's some unresolved issues between this person and that person. Oh, it's person. a thriller. Oh, well, it's also, there's yeah. like a, you think of the Blade Runner movies, it's like a crime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sci-fi movie. Right. Sci-fi, sci-fi is not story. Sci-fi is setting. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. But when they make setting story, I think it's a problem. Yeah. All of this, the Good opinion point. of an a guy who thinks he knows things about stories. I don't know that much. I'm well, talking like I think I know you have stuff, opinions, but I don't. Though. I have many I think, opinions. I think the thing that helps you inform those stories, though, is uh, being... It's funny. Like, I feel like we've tied a lot to religion, but, like, I feel like yeah, the thing we're that helps you pastors, that's interpret all. stories is especially you being, like, a teaching pastor. Sure. Like, I'm a worship pastor, which is different, but you being a teaching pastor, mm-hmm. for you, you'll look at a scripture, yeah. and if you're given... A specific scripture you're not just gonna go great i'll look at this and see what it says to me you're like right. oh no i want to dive into what's the verse before this what's the chapter before this what's right. the book before this say that informs this okay what's the book after say that informs this how does this oh, connect to the biblical exactly. narrative oh let's let's read some commentaries and so you're getting the greater picture of things that maybe even the original audience didn't have in that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and so for you i think that kind of informs your desires for storytelling in movies or in tv shows and things like that that's true which is i watch i watch movies the way i read the bible yeah that i do that very you want all of the you want all of the context yeah i want to i want to know what the story is because it all matters mm-hmm. it, it all really really matters which is funny how that all 
that honestly was one of the main reasons Cole and I even wanted to start this this podcast is because we were like, yeah, we just I forget what it was. We were talking about something, and then somehow it tied back to like religion. And then yeah. we, it, we were like, that's really interesting how a lot of stuff we talk about tends to go back there. Which, again, sure. Cole made a joke about it. We're both pastors at a church. Yeah. So, like, obviously. It's sort of what we do with our lives. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> what we've, it's, we've chosen to do as a career. Talking about Jesus is part of my religion. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, like, the whole of the religion. Like you know, the entirety. It's, the, yeah. it's, it's like all of it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much. Yeah. I really, I love, I'm just a nerd that way. I love picking out like what are the themes and stuff in movies and shows and like i'm the guy who watches the 20 to 40 minute video essays on youtube mm-hmm. when somebody like i watched one yesterday okay i watched one yesterday that i was like okay hard sell but i'll give you a chance and they convinced me but it was why a goofy movie oh, is better than you remember and then the guy into it is like hey actually it might just be one of disney's best animated musicals ever wow. and i was like excuse me now hold on. My, hold on a minute now my bias i love a goofy movie it's one of my favorite movies yeah. as, a, as a kid when disney plus came out it's like the first thing i watched <laughs> <That's incredible. laughs> it's so That's good incredible. and the music with Powerline is awesome it's aw- it's just great i love that movie so much but this guy starts breaking down it's like a 25 minute video mm-hmm. it's the kind of videos that when my wife sees i'm watching them she rolls her eyes yep. Yep. Um, and it was, the guy is actually like, Hey, in musical numbers, this is usually what they're trying I'm to break down for the form content. Yes, dude. I love it. They're the ones that I'm like, Ooh, I want to watch that later. I'll actually yeah. save this in that very rarely used watch later yeah. section. See, And for me, I feel like that's the way I I'll explain things. Like I like not, I don't ever do video essays because I yeah. don't have all the editing know-how or any of that stuff. Sure. But like. That's how I felt about this most recent Batman movie mm. is all the people who didn't like it. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I could sway you personally. Right. Because I, I was like, I feel like I, as a huge Batman fan, I feel like I can read into the nuance of Batman. Yeah. And it's the same way I feel about Ben Affleck's Batman. Why I think I can defend Ben Affleck's Batman. Really? Okay. Um, anyways. Yeah, well, we're going to have to talk about that one next time. Yeah. I can't wait. In the, defense the, of Ben Affleck's Batman. In defense of Ben. <laughs> that's what we'll title it. Next time we're next next time on Cole and Noah Friends. Noah talks about Batman. <laughs> and it's, Surprise. It's actually just Noah because Cole doesn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> it's just Cole and Noah are friends, but Cole doesn't want to hear Noah talk about Batman again. That's what friendship is, is listening when you don't want to. So. <laughs> The amount no. of times I have talked about Batman to Cole is insurmountable, and Here's, next week will be no different. <laughs> Here's the truth, Noah. I actually really enjoy when you talk about Batman, because you, you talk about what you just said this earlier. You talk about Batman the way I was talking about Star Wars. Yep. And I'm not, I don't know stuff about Batman. Not mm-hmm. like you do. And mm-hmm. so you give me the... Same way I feel about Star Wars. Right. I was like, oh, interesting. And I'm not going to watch... He needed a dad. He needed a dad. That changes, truthfully, changes the whole character for me. I totally. Like, oh, Obi-Wan kind of sucked. <laughs> Obi-Wan kind of sucked. And it should change the way you view Vader and his yeah. interaction with Luke. And Vader means father. <laughs> he needed a dad, so he became dad. I am my dad. <laughs> Luke, I am my father. It's like, this is very confusing. I'm so confused. It changes the whole thing. Dad, who? Yours or mine? <laughs> oh, wait. Same. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, yeah. No, talk about Batman next time. Because I'm not going to watch a long form video on it. I don't care that much about Batman mm-hmm. to be like, well, I could watch a Batman video. I'll be the long form video. Or I could watch a goofy movie video. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay, well, uh, this is Colin Noah, our friends. And by the end of the episode, we are always asking, are we still friends? I would say yes. Okay, great. We're still friends. We'll see you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. Goodbye.